It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It's the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. What do you believe is going to be the best game of this upcoming NFL weekend? You can let us know part of the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. That is 888-729-3776. And in 10 minutes, give or take a lie or two, we're going to have some questions and answers about the biggest games of the weekend in our own humble and unsolicited opinion. But we always do this each and every Friday. We always give you a bold prediction. We don't care if it goes right. We don't care if it goes wrong. We're just going to be bold and strong no matter what. So, Harry Douglas, I'm going to start with you. We got a bunch of games out there. I'm going to go through the list of what I think are the key games, and I think you'll agree with me. Rams-Cowboys, that's an early game. Same thing with the Vikings and the Packers. Got to put Falcons and Titans in that kind of mix. Patriots and Dolphins, you'll be calling that game on ESPN Radio, 1 o'clock Eastern time on that Sunday. You got the Jets and Giants, Jaguars and Steelers. Those are the early games, the late games that a lot of people circled, Browns and Seahawks, also the Bengals and 49ers. So give me your bold prediction. Out there, you're looking at the spread. You've seen the film. You looked at Pete. What's a game out there? You say, yep, I got a lot of confidence that my bold prediction is going to come true. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why I'm saying that is because when you look at the back end of the Dallas Cowboys, and I understand that Ron Bland uh, has been playing at a high level even before Trayvon Diggs went out. But now that Trayvon Diggs is out, there's a lot more pressure on that secondary, Stephon Gilmore um, as well. So when I look at the Los Angeles Rams and I see a veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford who's won a a Super Bowl, a guy that can really you know deliver the football to his playmakers – I'm looking at that, number one. But then I look at a guy in Cooper Cup who's now back playing at a high level. Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell is doing his thing. Tyler Higby at the tight end position. I'm interested to see how is the back end of the Dallas Cowboys going to defend those guys. I think that's the question. I think this is the first game uh, that that back end can really get tested in this manner with a football team that you know is going to let it fly. So that's uh, that's what I want to see. And I don't know how it's going to go, so that's why I'm taking Matthew Stafford, a guy I know that I can trust that's won a Super Bowl, and Cooper Cup, and we know what he means to the National Football League at the wide receiver position. Puka Nakua, even though he's a rookie, has played at a high level, top five right now in receiving yards in the NFL. So that's what I'm going with. And they've been the antidote and the kryptonite for the Dallas Cowboys lately. They've won the last four meetings involving Sean McVay playing the Dallas Cowboys inside and outside the playoffs. Early this morning, I was on Big Board Sports up in Albany, New York. I do the Friday hit each and every Friday, 1130 Eastern time in the morning with my man Roger Weiland and Michael Johnson Jr. They asked me about this game, and I said, I want to see what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys after having a bye week, and they were running their mouth like front runners because they felt good about beating the Los Angeles Chargers. I want to see how a team can handle a scrappy team because the two scrappy teams they faced in that division, they lost to. The Arizona Cardinals, who got their scrap on and beat the Cowboys, and the 49ers just beat the fool out of them. 
both of those teams in that division where you better be scrappy or else that deal all four teams in that division. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. But the last time they got into a scrap, they were left bleeding on the floor, trying to put their teeth back in their mouth and needing help out of the ring when they played the 49ers and the Cardinals. I want to see what that's going to look like from the Dallas Cowboys. To, if your prediction, your bold prediction, is not going to come true, the Cowboys, to make sure that doesn't happen, they better get their scrap on because I know the Rams are going to do that for 60 minutes on Sunday, even though they're playing on the road. And I think when I look at the Cowboys, Freddie, at some point they got to have an offensive identity. I don't know what that is right now. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've seen from Dak Prescott against the Los Angeles Chargers before they went on their bye week, he was improvising, utilizing his legs. I think that's something that has to be a part of their offense moving forward frequently. Yeah. It just can't be, you know what, we're not going to do that for Dak and what. No, you have to incorporate him into the run game. Dak has to understand you're going to have to improvise, utilize your legs to your, to, the, to your advantage so it, it, it can be an advantage when you're facing defensive uh, opponents. Right. And I just think, you know, also – when it comes to Sean McVay, we can't forget, right, this is one of the bright offensive minds when it comes to coaching football at this level. And I just think that's been on display, and they've been in some games that they probably should have won. I no look doubt. at the game last week versus Pittsburgh, they could have easily won that one. No doubt about that. And by the way, we'll see what happens to the Cowboys. My bold prediction, the Carolina Panthers have been the defeated for six weeks. 0-1-6, 0-1-2 at home. They took on a Houston Texans team that many people believe were going to be like the Carolina Panthers, 0-6 by this point in the season. Instead, they're 3-3 and and feeling awfully, awfully good about themselves. Yet Las Vegas only has the Houston Texans as a three-point favorite. As our Ooh. buddy Ian Fitzsimmons likes to say, they do not have all those tall air-conditioned buildings in Las Vegas because they kept kicking out money and not taking in money. They know something. I think the Carolina Panthers no longer are going to be the only defeated team in the NFL. I think they get win number one. That crowd's going to be apathetic. You know what that crowd's going to feel like? Like they just got home from church after going to Sunday school and going to church and then having a nice big meal and they're ready to put their feet up. That's the kind of crowd that's going to be there because there's nothing to be excited about with the Carolina Panthers. I think the Carolina Panthers will give them a reason to be excited by getting their first win of the season and no longer being part of the defeated team in the National Football League. And I'll say this when it comes to the Houston Texans, they have an opportunity right now at three and three to really make a more. I, I understand it's the Carolina Panthers, but to continue making a statement that, you know what, we're not waiting on next year. Absolutely. We're, we're trying to be not at the forefront, but inside of the dance right now in 2023. And I can't help but give D'Amico Ryan's a lot of credit of what he's been able to do and guiding this this young football team together to Absolutely. be in this position right now. They're not out of anything. And a lot of that has to do with their you know 2023 draft and Will Anderson Jr. and also selecting C.J. Stroud at the quarterback position. It's amazing what can happen when you have playmakers on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball, but that quarterback as the trigger man that allows you to be in situations that you want to be in, not that you're trying to get out of. Yeah, I knew D'Amico Ryans was the right hire for the Houston Texans. If you had told me after six games in his rookie season as a head coach that he would have his team looking like that and at 500 in a still winnable division, even though they're two games behind the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South, I would have said apparently everybody has fallen down. Note the Texans have been able to rise their game up that only is going to be a good thing in the future because for the past five years, they've been a complete dumpster fire in the National Football League on and off the football field. 
plenty of football action for you this weekend. It starts on Saturday when it comes to tomorrow. Utah hosting Oregon in a top 15 matchup presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And then on Sunday, Sunday, football action in the NFL. The Miami Dolphins will host the New England Patriots. Our man Harry Douglas will be a part of that call. So join them for coverage that begins at noon Eastern time on select ESPN radio stations. I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. A lot of games will prove what you may know or prove what you wanted to believe about a certain team, a certain way, a certain game. It's going to be a fun NFL Sunday and a lot of earlies that are going to be really good, starting with Rams at Cowboys. As we kick off NFL questions and answers with that game here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Harry, what do you know and what do you need to see? Well, what I do know that uh, you said it, Freddie, there's been a lot of chatter coming out from Dallas, right? What I want to see, though, is are these players going to be able to back up things that they have been saying, whether it's calling out other opponents or saying that, you know, the criticism across the board should be distributed equally. I want to see how the Dallas Cowboys are going to come out and play in this matchup versus the Los Angeles Rams because the Rams aren't just going to lay down and just say, hey, here, Dallas, go ahead and win this game. No. <laughs> right. Like you mentioned, they're scrappy, and I think their head coach is a Super Bowl-winning head coach along with their quarterback, and they still have Aaron Donald on the opposite side. But I want to see if they're going to be able to come out and put their foot down from start to finish. Here's what I know about the Dallas Cowboys. If they let their quarterback play a little bit and not put pressure on himself, then he can do some things. And we saw that against the Los Angeles Chargers. That's what I know. Mike McCarthy has to let Dak Prescott be a Dak Prescott quarterback and not just say, we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball, we're going to protect the defense, we're going to run the ball. No, let your quarterback go out there and be the $40 million man that he knows he can be. That's what I know. Here's what I can't wait to see. How the Dallas Cowboys be able to stand up to a running game because they have had not had a lot of success stopping the running game, especially in the middle of their defense. Oh, they can get after the quarterback when they know that's coming. But you can lace them a little bit when you come to the Dallas Cowboys and when you're able to run the football as far as that goes. Real quick, Dre and Maryland has something to say about the Cowboys and the Rams at 888-729-3776. Dre, what you got? Freddie and Harry, I, I hear y'all talking about the Cowboys, and I know y'all like to beat up on them. But I think I, if I remember correctly, the last time the Rams and Cowboys played last year, I think the Cowboys beat the blood out of Rams, as you would like to say, Freddie. Mm. Um, that pass rush left um, Matt Stafford almost for dead. Well, you're right. The Cowboys beat the Rams 22-10, <laughs> to 10, but 12-point victory is not exactly beating the blood out of somebody because the Rams had a 10-9 lead in the second quarter. It's one thing the Cowboys went 22 to nothing, and Dre and Maryland, you're right. I made a mistake on that one, but beating the blood out of somebody is not when you're down 10-9 in the second quarter and you beat them 22 to 10. That's not exactly beating the blood out of somebody. When In the NFL, you dominate teams, you win by at least 20 points. 12, that's, that's a score and a half game. That's not beating the blood out of somebody when it came to last year. Just putting it out there. We're going to be actual and factual. That's what we do. Jets at Giants. All right, Harry. What do you know? And what do you, what can't you? What, what do you know? And what do you want to see? I know the New York Jets defense has made. I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Okay. I, I don't want to throw everybody in the elite column. We know the Jets defense has made quarterbacks look silly this season. All right. Especially ones that we you know think 
or in the upper echelon of the quarterback room, what I need to see mm-hmm. is if the Giants can actually compete in this game. Because I don't okay. think they're going to win by any stretch of, stretch of imagination. But I want to see offensively under Tyrod Taylor, can they have some kind of success? Okay. And I think consistently from what we've seen last week, even though it hasn't been overblown, but I want to see consistency, something that we haven't seen this season with Daniel Jones at the quarterback position. Here's what I know. Brees Hall's legit a running back for the Jets. He's the reason Dalvin Cook's complaining about not getting enough touches. <laughs> saying, this is not what I signed up for when the Jets traded for me. Or should I say, got me after I thought I was going to go to Miami Dolphins. Brees Hall is legit, and he makes this offense go. That's what I know. What do I want to see? If Saquon Barkley can go against the Jets. The last time these two played, he had 13 carries. He only had one yard more than a dead man. He had 13 carries for one yard, and he has talked out loud that he felt embarrassed by what happened the last time these two got together. So if Brees Hall's legit, and I know that, I want to see if Saquon Barkley, who I know is legit, was not that the last time the Jets and Giants played each other when he had 13 carries for one yard. Patriots at Dolphins. I thought you were going to be calling that game at noon Eastern time. The coverage begins on ESPN Radio. What do you know and what do you want to see? I know Bill O'Brien did a great job last week versus the Buffalo Bills calling this game and putting his players offensively in the best positions to succeed. Now, what I want to see within this matchup, and I'm glad I'm calling it with Steve Levy on ESPN Radio, I want to see if the Dolphins can be able to protect Tua Tungvaloa. Mm -hmm. We know in the two losses that they have that they've given up seven sacks. And in the five wins that they've had, They've only given up two sacks. So I want I want to see can they protect Tua and keep this offense rolling like they were early in the year. Here's what I know to that point. They're going to protect Tua talking about a little bit running the football. When you're missing three starters in your offensive line, but you know it's easier to teach drive blocking than pass protection, and you get a chain back to go along with Raheem Mostert, you're going to run the football. That's what I know. That's how they'll protect their quarterback. What I want to see – if I can see part two, what I saw last week when it comes to part one of Mac Jones, he looked so comfortable. He looked unleashed. It's like somebody told him, hey, call whatever play you want. We're not going to get in your way. And I know that was not the case. Bill O'Brien is calling plays the offense coordinator. But he did such a great job of making sure his quarterback was not looking over his shoulder. Harry, it was as if that Bill O'Brien and the team threw a bag over Bill, o- Bill Belichick's head, took him to a dark room, took the bag off his head, and put a light in his face and say, okay, what are you going to do to make sure Mac Jones can be a right quarterback? And he went, I don't know. I, I'm, no, no, we don't, I don't know. <laughs> we want to know what you're going to do. And then it looked like – We need like, to know. Yeah, exactly. And then he looked like a very, very comfortable quarterback, and we had not seen that. That's what I want to see. We can see part two of that involving Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. NFL questions and answers coming your way in the biggest games of the weekend. We do that each and every Friday on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Jaguars at Steelers. Sneaky game this one. Could be a really sneaky good game involving these two that are combined 10 and 4. And nobody thought we were seeing that about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Part of a combined 10 and 4 on an NFL week gate. What do you know and what do you want to see? We know that the Steelers' pass rushers are elite. I think it's the best tandem in the National Football League right now when you look at Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. Those guys have been so dominant, so much to the to the fact that the Steelers have four wins right now. And I think two of those wins, the defense and those two pass rushers, are responsible for across the board because the offense in those games were non-existent. Mm-hmm. What I want to see, though, is if the Jacksonville Jaguars' offensive line can block them. 
And can they continue their four-game winning streak by making it five in this matchup? Here's what I know. The Steelers' offense is going to stink. <laughs> Period. <laughs> if they get 250 to 300 yards total offense, they should throw a parade in downtown Pittsburgh because that's how bad this offense has been. That's what I want to know. That's what I already know. What do I want to see? How the three-headed monster can deal with the Steelers' defense. I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback, Travis Etienne Jr., running back, and Calvin Ridley, Ooh. wide receiver. This is a new kind of generation of triplets that has the kind of ability to take over a game and generate big plays, even out of what I like to call the long shorties. You get them something short, and they take it for a long way. They had that with those three guys at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position. But those brutish guys on the other side, <laughs> called the Steelers defense, they love taking your soul away. That's what I want to see. How the new three, how the new triplets in Jacksonville can handle those ruffians on the other side in the black and gold when it comes to the Steelers' defense. Vikings and Packers. What was that? You was right about taking souls. Yeah, they do. Ask anybody that's to play what that defense. defense does. No doubt about that. <laughs> Vikings and Packers, NFC North match of two longtime rivals. What do you know? What do you want to see from this one? I know the Minnesota Vikings are not out of playoff contention. And it's just crazy how early on in the season the narrative was, you know, this team should trade for Kirk Cousins. The Minnesota Vikings should trade for Kirk Cousins. But what we also know is that Kirk Cousins has a no-trade clause. So if he wasn't going to sign off on, on it, it wasn't going to happen. What I need to see is the Minnesota Vikings take advantage of this opportunity because yeah. if they can win this game versus the Green Bay Packers, they also coming up the next few games they have. They have Green Bay this weekend, Atlanta, New Orleans, the Broncos, the Chicago Bears, and the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this is a prime opportunity for them to potentially go four and two in the next six games, five and one, or even six and zero, oh, and be right where they want to be. And that's making the playoffs in two thousand and twenty-three after having a, a a start that wasn't ideal for them. Here's what I know: Kirk Cousins playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL this year, not top ten. He's balling. Top five. Completing over close to 69% of his passes, over 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions, a passer rating of 101.7. You may not like Kirk Cousins. You may not think he's a quality quarterback or a, a quarterback that can make throws in the clutch. But for this year, he's playing like a top five quarterback, not just a top 10 quarterback. That's what I know. What I want to see if Jordan Love can just cut it loose. I think Jordan Love is still thinking he has to continue to find his way. If you're Jordan Love, you have nothing to lose. Cut it loose. Make plays. Go out there and play to the ability that they knew they were getting and have not seen so far to their level when they took you in the first round and then you had a chance to Aaron Rodgers get his nose crossed. That's what I want to see. If Jordan Love can let the Jordan Love that I thought I was going to see but have not seen consistently yet for the Packers through the first six games. Browns at Seahawks. What do you know, Harry? What do you want to see from this one? What I know about the Cleveland Browns is that their defense is elite. They're number one in total defense, number one in pass defense, number one in third down defense, top ten in run defense. And what I want to see is how Geno Smith is going to fare up versus this defense of the Cleveland Browns. We know Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator. He's going to blitz. We know Miles Garrett is a problem. Zadarius Smith has complimented him very, very well. We know Denzel Ward in the secondary has been phenomenal. So I want to see how – Geno Smith fares up against this number one defense in the National Football League in the Cleveland Browns. Here's what I know about the Seahawks defense. They will not make it easy on the Cleveland Browns. They are three levels. They don't get enough credit, but that defense is really, really good when it comes to Seattle. They've had a couple of hiccups. The Lions, they're scoring any, on everybody. But that defense is not too shabby, and that's what I know. 
they're going to make sure, do everything to make sure they don't get left in the dust by the defense on the other side called the Cleveland Browns. What do I want to see? How long is this going to continue Cleveland waiting for Deshaun Watson? He's not going to play a quarterback this week. P.J. Walker gets to start again. And there's smoke out there about they don't know how much longer this shoulder issue is going to linger. That's what I want to see. Because you have a Super Bowl defense on the other side with the Cleveland Browns. And you are a quarterback away. And the quarterback that you thought that was going to solve that problem may not be out there anytime soon or anytime later. That's what I want to see. How long is this going to continue with Deshaun Watson again not playing quarterback once again this week for the Browns against the Seahawks? Bengals at 49ers. What do you know? What do you want to see from this one? I know, in my opinion, this is a must win for the Cincinnati Bengals. When you look at this team and you look at their division, you have the Ravens 5-2, and two, the Steelers 4-2, and two, you have the Cleveland Browns at 4-2. and two. Also, when it comes to their division, they're 0-2 in the conference, the AFC, they're 0-3. They need to stack wins no matter what right now at this juncture in the season. Now, what I want to see, I want to see if Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, those two guys can get on the same page. Yeah, And I've been saying that for a few weeks now, but that's one of the things that has not looked right for the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, we got to remember, Zach Taylor came from the Los Angeles Rams before he was the head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. Kevin O'Connell also came from the Los Angeles Rams. And the reason why I'm bringing up Kevin O'Connell is because he had a win last week versus the San Francisco 49ers. And the way they neutralized the pass rushers, Mm -hmm. in particular uh, Nick Bosa, I want to see if some of those same game, that same game plan will be done versus the 49ers this week. They utilized the tight end and chipping and banging before those guys went out in routes. And it kind of neutralized some of the things that, you know, San Francisco wanted to do from a pass rushing standpoint. Here's what I know. This will be a muddy game. It's going to be a sludgy game. It's going to be a fist fight because both of these teams love to talk trash, love to get after people, love the blitz, love the run, have their quarterbacks, their swagger. It is going to be one of those games you say to yourself, man, oh, man, these two teams can't stand each other. That's the kind of game I know what we're going to see. What, what, that's what I know we're going to see in this game. What do I want to see? Brock Purdy is going to play on Sunday, in my opinion. If he's already questionable and he's practiced the last couple of days, that has all the makings of him being out there, being a the starting quarterback, and not having Sam Darnold on the center. What I want to see is how he can bounce back. For the first time in his NFL career, he's had adversity. Didn't play well versus Cleveland until that drive, and they missed the field goal. Threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter last week. I can't wait to see how he bounces back from adversity because if anybody can do that with what he's gone through, it could be a guy like Purdy. Brock Purdy, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter at Harry H. Douglas 83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry, part of this Love Friday. And how much love should you really, really have for the World Series? We're going to tell you this much as it gets started tonight between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And an FOS friend of the show is going to stop by to make sure that you have all the love you need for Major League Baseball in the World Series game one tonight. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On this Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, you got Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. You know if you love baseball, you loved everything about the World Series, it gets started on a Friday night game one tonight between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Pre-game coverage begins right after we're done at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and our man Eduardo Perez, ESPN Baseball analyst, will be on the call for the whole World Series with John Boone. Luke Shambi and Jessica Mendoza hit him on Twitter at Perez Ed and Eduardo. A lot of people back on July 1st did not even think this was going to be a World Series matchup between two teams that two years ago lost over 100 games. What has been the impression from you how they've been able to go from July 1st to the path they've taken to play each other in this year's World Series? Hey, first of all, I miss you, buddy. Miss that, your that brother. I'm tell you. Hey, hey, hey. I, I miss you big time. Hey. Harry, I miss you too. I don't want you to be left out on this one. <laughs> 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 Thanks, man. <laughs> you know how much love we miss yours too as well, my friend. Miss our conversation. We have to rectify that when baseball season is over. Absolutely. I'm taking this the same way we talk in the hallways or whatever it may be and wherever we may be. But I will say this. These are two teams that play fast. And I think that's very important. The Arizona Diamondbacks, when we went over to Arizona and we covered them against the Cubs, that's one thing Tori Lovolo told us is how fast they play and they put pressure on defenses. Now, the similarities that both teams have is that they can defend in the outfield. They can run them down. I mean, you look at uh, the gold glove candidates that the Texas Rangers have in the infield and also in the outfield with Garcia there. Carter coming in, the addition of him in left field. Also, he can scoot. He's a center fielder by trade, playing playing right into Varis in center field. The same thing. And then you can also look at the Arizona Diamondbacks and say that it's anchored in center field by Attic Thomas. I mean, he moves Corbin Carroll when he doesn't start. He moves him from center to right. So that just gives you an indication of so much outfield both here in Texas and when we eventually get to Arizona 
They're going to cover some ground. It's who can make a mistake first. I think these teams will be able to take advantage of, but we saw in the postseason so far that neither team has made those big mistakes in the outfield or even in the infield consistently. Eduardo, I would say this. I want to take things to the pitching side of it all because I personally feel like that's the most important thing when it comes to playoff uh, baseball. Now, you look at the matchup tonight, you have Zach Gallen for the Arizona Diamondbacks. For the Texas Rangers, you have Nathan Evaldi, who has not lost yet in the playoffs. Who has the advantage tonight, in your opinion? If he loses, I'm going to come right after you, Harry. I'm coming right after you, man. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say it was Harry. Uh, look, look, Nathan Evaldi has been money, and he's been money because I, I had a conversation with Jose Altuve a few days ago uh, before they faced Nathan, and he goes, "Look," I said, "I said, well, he's got the fastball splitter." He says, "No, Ed, he's got the cutter." He's got the fastball down. He's got the elevated fastball. That counts as two pitches. He's got the splitter to go along with it. He also has a curveball to be able to get lefties and just to take a little bit off. Everything he throws is hard, and that makes it really difficult, especially if you haven't seen him before and haven't seen a lot of reps from him. And that's one thing that the Arizona Diamondbacks have not been able to see is a lot of Nathan Valdi. Now, on the other hand, you've got Zach Gallen, who's trying to prove himself this postseason after just not having the Zach Gallen-type outings that we are accustomed to seeing, a guy that's one of the finalists when it comes to uh, the Cy Young Award and everything in the National League, and he's been competitive and he wins ball games, he's been a little bit embarrassed. And, and uh, Tori Lavolo told us in the manager meeting, he said, look, this guy has already been doing his homework. He understands that this is an opportunity to set the tone right here at the, at the biggest stage, and that's at the World Series, and he expects them to be on. And if he's on... Um, this could be a heck of a pitching matchup uh, tonight. We part of the coverage in the World Series with John Bugshami and Jessica Mendoza. He is Eduardo Perez, ESPN Baseball analyst, getting us ready for Game 1 of the World Series tonight on ESPN Radio between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You mentioned talking to the managers, and I love when you take us behind the curtain. Bruce Bochy has been here before as a manager of the Texas Rangers. This is Tori Lovallo's first chance having to do that as a manager of a team that won 84 games in the regular season. What has been the temperature, the demeanor of both of these guys getting ready to face off against each other in Game 1 of the World Series? I'm glad you asked that. I really am because I I thought the same thing going into each manager's office. And when I went into Bochy's office, because we had already been here and I followed the Rangers through the ALCS and then came here, I knew how his demeanor was going to be. Been there, done that, but calm, steady, and it plays with the players. And then you go over to the Toriel Volo side, and it's excitement. You mm-hmm. can tell the energy that he has because this is the World Series. He's wearing, he was wearing a T-shirt that was brand new that said World Series Arizona Diamondbacks on. <laughs> you know, this, he's, he's taking it all in to the point that the question that I asked him was simple. I said, so, who's, so have you thought about a lineup for the All-Star game next year? Because the manager of the National League is the one that represents in the World Series, is the one that represents the All-Star game in 2024 that will be held here at this ballpark in Texas. And he's like, funny you ask, but you know what? I did ask my coaches, what are you guys doing July 10th? And a lot of them were like, why? July 10th of next year, what do you mean what are we doing? I said, we're going to be right here at the All-Star game. That's where we're going to be. So they know. They know. They're taking it all in. But they know also that they have a team that can compete with the Texas Rangers and win this entire thing. Now, a name that sticks out to me for Arizona, he's a young player, Corbin Carroll. 
And in Game 7 versus the Philadelphia Phillies, a guy who had three hits, two RBIs, if I was to say his name to you, how would you define him? He's a bad man, man, and for <laughs> so much in a little package. He really is. I, You know, the other day I had a conversation, and it was really interesting. I was, um, I, I go to this physical therapy place because I had knee surgery uh, in, 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 uh, in January, and I'm still milking it with the best of it uh, because <laughs> I go there because a lot of big leaguers go there, so I right. get a lot of information. And I was talking, I was talking to, a, to an American League pitcher at the time, and, and uh, he was telling me, uh, Nasty Nestor Cortez, who was also in there, and, and he goes, man, Corbin Carroll came up to the plate. And we're like, this kid's got muscles where I didn't know there were muscles. He wears the pants <laughs> tight, and you can tell in the legs he's got a really good foundation. He's like a he's like a little strong little fullback, you know, not too big in size, but wide and just strong. And, and um, that's who he is. And the interesting thing is they won three out of four games against the Texas Rangers this year. They played two here in Texas, two in Arizona during the regular season. Corbin Carroll didn't start any of those games. Came in to pinch hit, went one for two in one game, and the other one came in for one at-bat, but did not start, and yet Arizona won three out of those four games. And he's the real deal. He's their catalyst. He's the guy that gets on base, steals. He can also hit the ball out of the ballpark. I'm telling you, Jose Altuve is small. This guy is just right there, just a little bit taller, but he's right there with him. Yeah, it should be a fun, fun series, so give it a chance because even though it's not teams you don't know, they're going to be teams you're going to want to know. Game one tonight, Texas Rangers against the Arizona Diamondbacks and ESPN Radio. So before we let Eduardo Perez go, uh-huh. I need you to send a message for me. I was able to do Get Up last week with Jessica Mendoza, and I am a huge fan of hers. Can you tell her Harry Douglas said hello? And at some point, we got to hit the dad boy bad together again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her know. She probably went up to go get something else to eat. She's always eating something, man. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let her know. Okay. I'll let her know. Hey, brother, we miss you, man. Enjoy the World <laughs> Series. Thanks, Eduardo. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Take care, Harry. Take great, care. great stuff by Eduardo Perez, ESPN Baseball Analyst. Hit him on Twitter. Perez said he... Jessica Mendoza and John Bukshami, they'll have the call of the World Series every pitch, every at-bat, every out until the last out, beginning tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, game one right after we're done on ESPN Radio and the ESPN at the World Series right here on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, when it comes to Freddie and Harry, we're going to give you our picks for our ESPN Radio family, plus waiting to find out how a mom wanted to evict her sons and their defense for not leaving. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Love Friday, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Don't make me laugh. Sirius X and Channel 80. And tell your smart speaker, you're a fool, Harry, to play ESPN Radio. Man, Prince got me in here gyrating in the I damn know, studio. And I saw it. <laughs> Boy, ain't nothing like some Prince. <laughs> 
Oh my God! No lie, ladies and gentlemen, Prince got me in the studio. This poor studio. Oh, uh-huh. no cameras in here. Got me in here gyrating in the studio. Love Friday. I'm look up and I'm thinking, oh my God, why am I witnessing this right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Each and every Friday, there are no gyrations when it comes to us and our ESPN Radio family, especially when it comes to. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Right now, we're in third place all by ourselves. Carlin versus Joe in game night. They're tied for first at 15 and 6. We're at 13 and 8. Unsportsmanlike, they're 11 and 10. Amber and Ian at 8 and 13. And poor Greeny now 6 and 15. We're going to relegate him to the weekend and bring up a weekend show to be a part of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. So we went 1 and 2 last week. We got to rectify that. How? By making sure that we're all in with these picks. Jaguars at Steelers. Jaguars are two and a half point favorite. The room always decides. We go with the room. So before you hear from Harry and Freddie, Devin Kane, Jaguars are two and a half point favorite over the Steelers. Where do you stand? So I'm going to go with the Jaguars. You know, the players are talking about how mm-hmm. they feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come out ready to play. Mm-hmm. I know they're the favorites on the road, which mm-hmm. normally I, I don't like, but right. I'm taking the Jags. Okay, Mark Morales, what about you? Uh, you know, the Jags are playing really, really good football. Um, they don't like how we keep talking about them and saying, like, oh, they're not real, they're not real. I'm going Jaguars. Okay, Harry Douglas. I'm going Jags. Okay. I like this team, especially offensively. They they figured things out. Early on in the year, I was worried about this football team. Yeah. I don't think I'm at that point anymore. I, I like what the Jaguars have been able to display the last four games, I should say. Okay, uh, it's unanimous. I'm with you guys. I know the Steelers will try to Tomlin them and try to keep it close, but that Jaguars team, they feel disrespected, but they're confident, disrespected football team. I'm with you guys. I got the Jaguars. You guys well. aren't going to – you're not going to ask me? I mean, I'm sitting no, here No, you're a Chiefs fan. We're not asking no. you anything. What, what Go are ahead. talking about? Go ahead, James. Why not? What, my, my bad, Steel. Looking like know. a damn no, drummer back there. Yeah. the one who yeah, was – Not my bad. <laughs> not my bad at all. I don't care about James. You didn't go to me. You go back to Western people, all those yuns. How about that? How about that? Yeah, you think I'm going to pick the Steelers? That's why – We apologize, We're sorry. James, who are you going to pick? Who are you picking? The Jaguars. Oh, well, then shut up then. <laughs> <laughs> the room goes five I and love it. That's well done, by I the way. I love it. <laughs> Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys a six-point favorite. James Steele, I'll start with you. Cowboys a six-point favorite at home versus the Rams. Where do you stand? I thought maybe you guys thought I was a mole or something. No, since no, no. I produce, we uh, we, since I produced Amber nah, and Ian, nah, nah, nah. 7 we, to 10. We, don't go play a victim. Just make your damn yeah, pick, yeah, Steele. Yeah, yeah, your show's 8 and 13. <laughs> oh, they're trying to play yeah, victim yeah, now. Yeah, put it this way. Your, t- your team's 8 and 13. <laughs> yeah, if you're the mole, this? you're the worst mole ever. <laughs> what was this? Wow. <laughs> what game are we doing now? We're doing Rams-Cowboys. That's Cowboys, probably why we're in last place, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Welcome to our world. Rams, I guess. I don't know. Okay, taking the Rams. Devin King, what about you? Six points? Six points, yes. Give me the Rams, man. And six points? Absolutely. Yeah, Mark Morales? I'm going to go Cowboys here. Okay. All right. Mr. Douglas? Oh, me. I'm taking the Rams. I think the Cowboys will win, but the Rams will cover. So I'll take oh, the, you're taking the Rams yeah, too. I'm the Rams okay, too, yeah. I thought you was gonna go different. That's no, why I was no, like, no. you go first, Freddie. No, no. So I'm going Rams as well. Yeah, I mean, you you think the Rams yeah, are gonna going win? Rams. I think the Cowboys yeah, yep. will win, but I think the Rams will cover that six point spread. That's a little bit too large for me. Browns yeah. at Seahawks. Seahawks four point favorite as the Browns go across the country to play them in Seattle. Devin King, where do you stand on this one? Defense, defense, defense. Okay. I know the quarterback situation is suspect, right? But I think they keep it close. Okay. So if you give me four points, I'm taking the Browns here. Okay. Mark Morales, what about you? 
exactly what Devin said. Going okay. Browns. All right. Okay, Atta baby, give your opinion, Mark. Yeah, easy, I mean, there was wow. nothing more. He, I was going to talk about the defense, but he did it already. Okay. All right, James Steele. What yeah, about I mean, you? if the Browns can beat the 49ers, then mm-hmm. why can't they beat the Seahawks? All right. I'm taking Browns. Okay, the room's already won. Harry Douglas, what about you? I'm going Seahawks here. Oh, you are going Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. Uh, I okay. like Geno Smith and the way he's been playing. Okay. Also, I like those wide receivers. Right. I know that defense of the Cleveland Browns yeah. is the number one defense in uh, the National Football League. Right. But, uh-huh. but the quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. I'm not too happy about. So I'm going Seattle. Yeah, I'm going Seattle as well. So we need Shannon as the tiebreaker. And nothing personal, James Steele, because you're not part of our show. But we appreciate your contributions today. Uh Felt per- that felt personal. I don't know. I don't no, know about you no. guys. You'll know, when, you'll know when it's personal for me, I can promise you. What did Shannon hey, Pitt decide? How did you get your beard that long? By the way, your beard, majestic. Yeah. No doubt about that. I, I, I don't know. I grew it for a long time. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> if you've seen pictures of James Steele when he was in the military, because you're an Air Force guy, right? Yeah, Air Force, yep. When James Steele showed me his Air Force picture, I said, oh, oh, man, it's nice your younger brother was in the Air Force. And he goes, Freddie, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was whenever I was young yeah. and unfat. <laughs> do you do you do you ever braid your beard like braid like your, your kids leave like let me unfat. braid your beard? That. That's not, my new favorite. Term. It's not quite long enough right now to do it, uh, but I have before. Yeah, I can see it now. Are you thin? Okay. No, I'm unfat. That's my new favorite term. What did Shannon decide? Shannon, Shannon told me his picks yesterday. Uh huh. He's the decider here. We're going with the Seahawks right. minus four. All right, Seahawks. Oh, yeah, there we go. Here See, we go. So the room wins as far so as So I'm actually picking yeah. Seattle to win this football game. Me too. Yeah, I think they win. When you see the San Francisco 49ers have lost two two in a row and you see where Seattle's sitting, yeah. I think they they want to take advantage of that situation. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Seattle winds up winning that game when it's all said and done. We had so much fun today. We're going to save in other news for Monday, believe when it comes to those mom and those two sons and how that battle has taken over that whole household. Game one of the World Series comes your way next between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. For my man Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry and the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless. And as always on Love Friday. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.